this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. My name is Chad Campbell. And we are the Talking Sith. Uh, welcome back, Chad. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me back. Excited to be here, as always. Love talking Star Wars. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a trying season, but uh, it's good to hop back on here and uh, catch up with the wars. Yes, and you know, the, the benefit of... Disney buying them, and I know just saying that creates a lot of controversy. Is that we are we are always we haven't had a shortage of wars. No, during all this. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, ever since uh, actually today, when I, while I was working, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I ran out of new podcasts to listen to, and. Uh, my phone, I was using an old phone because my, my phone got busted. So I was just using like one of my uh, spare phones I had on. So it automatically like reverted back to like a, uh, one of the last like podcasts I downloaded on the old phone. Okay. From like five years ago. Oh, wow. And so it was like, uh, it was like right after, it was while like all the Rogue One controversy for all the reshoots was going on and they were speculating about Rogue One and speculating about uh, um, The Last Jedi. And there was a little bit of news about Ar- uh, Alden Ehrenreich. He had just been confirmed as Solo and how uh, Lord and Miller, they were sure that they had it handled and every- all, you know, all signs are pointing to how uh, Lord and Miller had this under control. And yeah, it was uh, quite a quite a time capsule. <laughs> Man, wow! It's crazy how much things can change so quickly now. Yeah, I mean, since so since 2015, like or even like 14. When did uh, you just finished Rebels? Right? You watched all of Rebels? I did. I watched all Rebels. I haven't watched. I haven't started Resistance. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching Resistance. the the Freemaker Adventures right now. Oh, the Lego go. series. Yeah. Yep. Now they're uh they're canon like adjacent, I guess. Yeah, they're like second tier or something. But basically they said like everything that happens in it could happen, but not necessarily with the comedic tone and dialogue that happens in the show. Right. It's like a uh can kind of like from a very unreliable narrator, you're getting a, a canon story. Yes. Kind of like how they well, no. I was the, the Ewok TV movies by like the 90s were basically considered like what was it like third or second tier canon like sure it's true but yeah 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 maybe not um, uh, that actor just passed away yeah Wilfred Brimley yes yeah he just yeah I saw that he just passed away not too long ago so I just remember him too from uh the diabetes supplies from Liberty Mutual commercial oh, of course call liberty that was that call went through liberty mutual 
I think any of us on any kind of snow day or sick day when we would watch TV, like you, you ended up seeing those commercials. They were always on in the day. Well, speaking of, uh, yeah, like Canon adjacent and uh, Lego, we got some, we got some Lego news that I yeah. know uh, you should be pretty excited about. <laughs> I am. I'm very pumped for this. Yeah. So, uh, Star Wars.com, it's Star Wars.com official has announced that uh, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is to premiere on Disney Plus. And it's coming out on none other than Life November Day 17th. Yeah, Life Day. Man, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. I, I, I feel like uh, it's going to be enjoyably dumb, which most of the Lego things are. I mean, one of the screenshots shows. Um, I think it's Maul without his legs, just there, half of him. Yeah. Oh, really? Up. Yeah. Go down. Down. Yep. Oh, there. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so there we, we have a screenshot uh, that we'll post up on our uh, Facebook page and stuff too. And man, it's a standoff between the light side and the dark. You've yep. got Mace Windu, Obi-Wan kenobi another obi-wan kenobi that kind of yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking luke skywalker han solo and what is who is that back anakin child anakin in his pod racer helmet probably yes versus a clone wars adult anakin greedo or that other rodian that walks around that dresses exactly like greedo yes uh darth maul um First Order, uh, Snow Troopers, regular Storm Troopers, and a Sith Trooper. Oh, and a some uh, regular Imperial Snow Troopers. Yeah, they've got everything in that one screenshot, and I just, I loved it. But especially for Maul, with no legs, was fantastic. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's kind of crazy, though, that you got two Obi-Wans. Yeah, I'm assuming five. that's what it is. And then two Anakins, child Anakin and adult Anakin, adult Anakins on the dark side. Yep. So uh, how much have you read? Did you read this uh, release here? Uh, I did back like on when they officially released it, but I haven't read anything since. Yeah, so I know so it's, it's, it's going to be basically the same general plot, it sounds like. Yeah, set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, Rey leaves her friends to prepare for Life Day as she embarks on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain deeper knowledge of the Force. At a mysterious Jedi temple, Rey finds herself hurled into a cross-timeline adventure through beloved moments in the Star Wars cinematic history, coming into contact with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and evidently another Obi-Wan Kenobi, and other iconic heroes and villains from all nine Skywalker saga films. But will she make it back in time for Life Day? Oh, so uh, this automatically okay. So we're talking about how basically all Lego movies and like so they're like uh, canon adjacent. So like you said, like um, kind of like I said, like a unreli- like unreliable narrator. Yes. Now the first thing I thought of when it says that, uh, okay, she goes to a mysterious Jedi temple and she finds herself hurled into a cross-timeline event. I thought Rebels, and I thought World Between Worlds. For sure. Um, 
I do. I mean, Leco is the kind of company that would do that, but I feel like this, they're not, they're not going to touch on anything in that, that, because that's so specific. I don't know how many people would have seen that. I feel like more people will watch this than watched that. So do you, but is it necessary? So if they just use it as a plot device, so evidently there's some sort of plot device and vehicle for timeline, like time travel. Yeah. Why not use something that's already existing? So those of us that do know it are like, oh yeah, hey, I know that. It makes sense. That's true. And they totally could, which would be fantastic. Rather (laughs) than, yeah. Rather than create something else. And then, because here we are, we're already talking about how it's, uh, you know, somewhat canon, everything in Lego, but not really like canon adjacent. So if they create some sort of new time travel device, then I'm going to be on here saying, so does that actually exist in the Star Wars galaxy? Because my next question for you, Chad, and all right. for all our listeners is, so it says that Ray after this is uh, she's going to a Jedi temple. So does Ray actually go to a Jedi temple after this? And does she actually go on a cross timeline adventure? And if so, does she actually embark like uh, on a uh, like uh, journey through the world between worlds? Because if so, I mean, I'd be down for that. I think that would be great. Um, I, I have a feeling right away they're going to assure us none of this is canon, of course. Um, but I... I think that they, Lego is so smart in their writing and they know Star Wars enough that they could totally throw all this in, make it almost like an Inception Star Wars um, (laughs) without alienating people that don't know Star Wars enough to get all those jokes. Right. That I think will be the biggest thing is how, how off-putting is this? And I want to know how many references are you going to make to the holiday special? Because the holiday special is like one of my favorite Star Wars things only because of how god-awful it is. Oh, man. It just, yeah, the first, how many minutes is it of uh, just Wookiees? Oh, it's like 20 solid Oh, man. And if anybody is ever out there has ever watched the star Wars holiday special, it's an experience. It's definitely an experience in and of itself. Um, Get however, some alcohol and friends, not however, too much alcohol though. Yeah. However, Chad and I think have had one of the most interesting star Wars holiday special experiences. Oh man. We were trying, we really tried. Yes. <laughs> so you uh, and I did. longtime listeners will remember that uh, we have promised to deliver a original Star Wars holiday special commentary. Um, we tried. We, uh, we tried our hardest. We, we got set up for it over at Chad's house. And uh, Chad, myself, and um, a couple, uh, another one of our co-hosts from yep. Talking Sith and uh, uh, another person uh, were there and... There were there there was uh, drinking excessive drinking involved on a couple of people in the party's part, and uh, I don't know what's the best yes. way to describe it, Chad. It just the second we started recording, we were all pretty with it, 
but like a minute in is when it was obvious that everyone else beside that besides you and I everyone was gone like a hundred percent gone and it was just screaming yeah the other two uh podcasters uh hosts that we had on for the commentary were just doing their best to, uh impressions of the 20 minutes of Shrywook for 20 yeah. minutes and they went on even longer than that yeah it, it, was... it was there was nothing salvageable like we couldn't have even <laughs> tried to make that into a good episode someday when we have a patreon um That'll be like some top tier unlockable Patreon. <laughs> oh God, uh, yes, stuff. please. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Oh man, it's gonna be. You'll have to listen to it at like one out of a hundred because <laughs> <laughs> the number of times we were using my mic, I believe, and the number of times it was just red the whole time. Yeah. Because they were just literally grabbing it and screaming into it. And I think you and I both grabbed the mic a couple of times and we're like, we apologize for this. Um, <laughs> yes. We're attempting to sell the uh, Thank uh, God we didn't try to do like a live stream or something. Oh, that would have been, that might have brought in some viewers, I guess. Everybody <laughs> likes watching a train wreck, you know, you it's know, like you can't look away. Yeah, you know, for sure that actually probably would have been great for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder, like you said, though, uh, how much of the Star Wars holiday special like uh, will be referenced in this? Do you think maybe it'll start? I would, I would just about die laughing if it started off with just a language we didn't understand for a minute or so. Like, Oh no, here we, here we go again. I would love that. I feel like they're going to not do that though. I really hope they do. And Lego again is the one that would, but I feel like they're going to try and make it approachable because so few people, everyone knows about the holiday special, but I feel probably out of everyone that knows about it, probably 10% have actually sat down and watched it. Like right. probably people have watched a clip or a segment of it and then was like, oh, that's so bad. Ha 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 ha. And that's it. But me, I got to see the whole thing because Star Wars. Right. And it's, it's miserable. And I don't know if they'd really reference it that much, but just tiny things like uh, the whisk, whisk, stir, whisk, beat, whisk, stir. Like, I love to have someone in the background with, like, three arms doing that at one point. That we would just, be We just need the guy who pours his drink, like, straight down the hole. Yes. yes. That guy needs yeah. to be in there just in the background. Yep. Some, some random Golden Girls reference in it, because so, we had B. Arthur in the, yep. Yep. Other the original. One. Yeah. Okay, so the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is a production of Atomic Cartoons, the Lego Group, and Lucasfilm. It is directed by Ken Cunningham and written by David Shane, who is also co-executive producer. Uh, okay, so my question was going to be, because remember, months ago, Favreau said he wanted to put another Holiday Special on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So I was almost hoping that Favreau was going to be involved with this, but... You know, I have a feeling, though, he... He seems like the kind of guy that would actually enjoy it more not being involved. Like, he'll just watch this and think it's great and be happy. Like, I don't know if he'd think of making another one. How much would you, how much would you uh, barter, like, bet that uh, Favreau is going to be a voice in this? 
Oh, that would be awesome if he was. Um, it would actually be great if he comes on and plays Favaro just at one point. Like it goes right. that it goes that meta that, <laughs> that he well, he I references mean, he could, that. He could come on and play uh, Vizsla from the Clone Wars. He could play uh, Rio yeah. from Solo. The actually play. great thing would be if he comes on and plays Dave Filoni. I would love that. <laughs> that would be that would be some meta humor, but I would dig that. Yeah, that'd be great. So Yeah, so um I almost wonder how much of a Hold on, I'm getting interrupted here. You're good. Just when you think you're going to make it through without having to edit a whole bunch of stuff. No, you're good. So, funny enough, my cousin is watching. Right now, I let him borrow um, Ewoks The Battle for Endor, which we were just referencing. And he's watching it with his wife right now. Oh, nice. Man, I haven't watched those in years. That's something else we should do a commentary on. Uh, I want to start doing commentary tracks on the main nine films and also all the uh, other ancillary material that you and three other people own. Yeah. I own so much, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so much of it. The Ewok DVD I found just a couple years ago for like 12 bucks on eBay. I don't know what that person was thinking, but you cannot find it for that price now. Wow. Yeah. And you'll never believe what I am getting now is uh the same movies but in 4k the ewok movies in 4k ewok movies in 4k yep someone was just able to take the old they found a print of it the 35 millimeter and they just ran it through and touched it up and i have 4k 77 and um 4k 83 now also still waiting on 4k 80 to come out but well, I'm just happy to announce uh, if anybody follows along with other fan projects, uh, if you're familiar with the Adiwan in the Star Wars Revisited, mm-hmm. um, he is uh, he's been kind of out of commission for a while due to some like moving and internet issues, and he said uh, production on Return of the Jedi Revisited will resume on September 14th. So nice! I'm pumped to hear that. He's uh, he's like one of my my dream guest to get on the podcast. I'd love to get him on here and just talk about his, uh, what inspired him to start doing that and just his whole process. And he's gained so much attention. Like his fundraisers have brought in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, right. He has teams of people that help him. He had a unit go out to uh, the Redwood forest in California to shoot stuff for return of the Jedi revisited. He had units that shot stuff for uh, Empire Strikes Back on Hoth. Um, yeah, that's like fan fan film to the nth degree, man. Um, yep. Yep. I yeah. My my dream would be Harmy. He's just the Harmy Despecialized was yep. the first time, and I mean, I even rented out a theater for those things. Yeah, I really wish I could have made it. I we need to we got to do that again. Got to do that yeah, again. Yeah. Totally. It, it was it was excellent. It was really cool to see the originals on the big screen. 
Yeah, my my dream is to do that for uh, my Roach edit someday. Oh, well, you know, I mean, the Strand, they'll probably still rent out for you. They're probably desperate for money now. Yeah, they're uh, trying to get people to get married there, so. Yep, but no, it was it was 100 bucks a movie, so oh, it was only really? three. Yeah, it was only $300. Oh, so, so mine would only be 100 bucks because it's just one really, really, really long movie. Yeah, so we had like 15 people. <laughs> so we had 15 people come, and they all paid, I don't know what it was, like 20 bucks or something. Um, And yeah, we just didn't make any money or anything, just, just broke, broke even. And, but hey, man, the experience is priceless. Oh, it was awesome. It was fantastic. We were happy to be able to see that all in a row and they leave the concession stand open like the whole time you can go and buy snacks and stuff well that's where they make their money right there definitely well i bet they make more money off us just renting it yeah sean casey and i uh i think it was in 2004 um i think it was uh the kalamazoo museum in the planetarium uh showed four five and six back to back with like a 40 minute interval between each of them or half an hour interval or something and nice. we went and saw all three and we ran between each between a new hope and empire and between empire and jedi uh to the mcdonald's by the bus station okay yeah yeah you can rent that theater that one's not the cheapest to rent though i don't think or maybe it is cheap yeah i don't know it was it was a cool experience just because we had never um even when the movies were out for the re-releases in 97 um mm-hmm. my parents didn't take me and oh I was aware, man i was aware of star wars and i liked star wars and i just like started to get into star wars that's like i think that's what uh ignited my dad's like passion to pop in his old empire strikes back vhs and that was my introduction to star wars was uh hearing uh the battle of hoth blaring from my dad's bedroom one morning and i went in like oh what's this but um yeah never took me never took me to go see uh see him when they were in the theater so i'd never seen the originals in theaters and that's my only experience um seeing them in theaters was uh going to the planetarium there at the kalamazoo museum oh man see now i was lucky enough i saw New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, the 97 special editions. But then just last year, I saw the Return of the Jedi special edition in theaters with the orchestra. And then I saw it um, with the actual, um, the original and at the Strand as part of that trilogy thing we did. Yep. Man, I would, yeah, we got to do that again. I know, I know several people. Like, if we start, if we were to start planning for something like that, I know several people that would be, that would love to do that. Some other podcasters and stuff too. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, anytime. To make an event of that. Let me know. They they know me at the Strand now because I I've rented from them like five times I think for okay. various things. I mean, again, it's now they made it. If it's just one movie, it's one hundred and fifty. But if you do multiple, they they'll cut you a deal. And how does it work for copyright issues? You just don't tell anyone. Okay. Just keep it on the down low. Because you can't make it like a public event or make it any kind of event. I mean, you probably can, but it's your own risk. You're on the line. Uh, Because I would love to watch 
the Mandalorian on the big screen. Okay, yeah, I think the thing with that, which you can do, um, you'd have to get a physical copy. Right. Because they, they use a regular like Blu-ray player. Okay. Now, not for their main films, of course. Right, um, renting it out. Yeah, but for renting it out, because you have to get it onto a Blu-ray. Putting it all together, like each of the episodes without the you know the intro and the outro music and stuff, and just watching it all the way through would be just like a somewhat longer movie. Yeah, they, they, they'd probably let you do it if you edit it together. Um, they might charge you for like, I don't know. Depends on how long it is. That's, I think, the big thing. What, what, there's nine episodes and they're each right around half an hour? Yeah, I think there's eight. I think total, it'd, it'd honestly just be the equivalent of two movies. It'd be like yeah. a four-hour yeah, experience. $200? Yeah, absolutely, I'd do that. Maybe do that before the Mandalorian Season 2. Hey, I'm all for it. That'd be fun. Mandalorian Season 2 confirmed by uh, the other Uncle Bob, Chepik, on his, mm-hmm. uh, um, his what, what do you call those, the earning meeting or whatever phone call that they had. He, he confirmed that yep. it's coming out in October. It's on schedule. Um, and we're hearing, uh, I've got an article here, through Star Wars Newsnet, pretty reliable. John Favreau claims the Mandalorian season three is not likely to be delayed by COVID nineteen. Dave Filoni reveals George okay. Lucas' reaction to the series. Uh, says, yeah, this is all from Hollywood Reporter, right? There was an article they just came out with. Yep, yep. It says that uh, he said the fact that the that the set is much more contained is a benefit because you can limit the number of people. Um, he said that there's less amount of people uh, that are actually around the camera, uh, that they shoot outside a lot. And he said, we also shoot a lot outside, which is helpful too. We build to a moment in filming more like an animated production where we have a lot of storyboards, a lot of discussions and scouting and virtual reality. We use the cinematic tools in VR, much the same way that we did in the Lion King, the jungle book. A lot of times the actors you are seeing on the screen aren't actually there on set. Yep. So that's uh, that's promising because, man, they push back the next Star Wars. Uh, I mean, the Star Wars films, Avatar films, everything's been pushed back a year. Everything. Yep. Twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. Um, I was going to be bummed if we didn't get Mandalorian season three on time. See, I think if that there if that was a risk, they would have pushed back season two a little further until like February or something. Just to, like, I bet bridge the gap. You think? Yeah, because they wouldn't want to take that risk of, you know, here's season two. Now you have to wait two or three years, potentially. Well, then, uh, on that note, um, filming for Disney Plus, Making Star Wars um, says that Star Wars Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi Disney Plus series prep work is underway at the train yard. Um, Okay, I haven't heard of this. Yep, so it says, uh, this week the word came down to making Star Wars that the Star Wars Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi series for Disney Plus would begin filming in Southern California. The series will apparently be filming at the train yard where the first two seasons of The Mandalorian were filmed. Now, you remember all the leaks that came from The Mandalorian from making Star Wars? Same yes. place. Uh, okay. So the location was primarily used for exterior shooting and the past Star Wars projects. I was told Lucasfilm has a five-year lease for this spot. Today, the train yard space was full 
had a full team moving things around and cleaning up and getting ready for something. As you can see, it looks like a, a bunch of the stuff, um, bunch of Tatooine looking stuff that I'm sure yep. that they recycled from the Mandalorian. Probably I would. Yeah. Because they Save had that Adobe sets and everything, but uh, it looks like uh, some moisture evaporators under wraps, a uh, bunch of Adobe walls, got a bunch of sand brought in again. Yeah, I was told that there would be some quote-unquote stuff reused from the Mandalorian for Kenobi. Today we saw a little evidence to back that up. More as the story develops. Interesting. Now, Star Wars Celebration, that was supposed to be this upcoming weekend. Am I correct? Uh, next weekend. Next weekend, okay. Starting on the 27th, it was supposed to be. All right, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear more about this like a 100% confirmation yep around that weekend i'm i'm looking for the mandalorian season 2 trailer that weekend too and yep hopefully some official news it'd be cool if they um if they did some sort of short video like you remember Ryan Johnson did like first day of filming for uh, the last jedi yep. it was just luke standing there in the cliff you know I would Yeah, I'd I'd like something like that. Just a glimpse of what Ewan's gonna look like. <laughs> they might I can see them releasing like pre production art maybe and then just, showing some of the sets. Maybe just maybe just the cloaked Ben Kenobi from behind. Yeah, they could do that. I think one thing that they might have him do is like if I was them, a video of like the main person who who's the director working on this this is the same deborah chow uh, yes yes who did my favorite mandalorian episodes um i would mostly focus on her and then have her say something along the lines of oh and here comes you and mcgregor all he does he's dressed as street clothes he just leans in and goes hello there, there. yeah it waves and like keeps walking and all he needs to say is hello there he doesn't even need to say it like he would say it just say those words and I think that would be the most fan baiting you could possibly do. So do you think we get a title? No. I have a feeling the title might just be Kenobi. Honestly. You think so? You think they'll do that to us again? I After Solo. Yeah. <laughs> What's the title? Um, What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, oh, man. Okay. Ron Howard's going to tell us. Solo. So, Star yeah. Solo. I, I, I would be okay with that. Um I think it would depend on what else it is, but they're going to want to keep it fairly simple so that people know exactly what this is. Yeah. And I think Kenobi is the best way to do that or call it an old hope or something stupid. Uh, the old guard, old guard, old hope, old man, old, old man, man. <laughs> old Star Wars, old man. That'd be a good show. Hermit. Catchy, catchy name. Yep. Uh, Old Ben. Yeah, so like you said, uh, Star Wars Celebration would have been, I, man, I look for us to get a dump of news within the next month, you know. Um, yeah. Do you think they'll space it out now, or do you think they're going to try and keep it that weekend? I think that they'll space it out like over the course of a couple of weeks or a month. Okay. Uh, just to give everything its time to shine. 
more than you know because then uh it gives us you know it gives people like us something to talk about for like a week like oh yeah we got the kenobi thing you know did you see that we can break it down you know and then uh i don't know i think that would, if it were me that's what i would do because then you get more traction with everything you know yeah. um because another thing that uh did you hear that they announced some um, casting for the casting and or disney plus um i was hearing somewhat about that i just knew like there was an actress who got in yep uh i i don't know how to pronounce her name for sure adria ajorna um, sure i don't know her from much uh she was in pacific room uprising yep uh pacific rim uprising that was with another star wars star a lot of people probably yeah john boyega he makes you wonder um uh, who you know yeah uh she's the voice of ramirez from Fortnite. i don't i know nothing about Fortnite. yeah neither do i i don't know if you watch true detective but she was she was in that quite a bit Which um, season, what, how many episodes was she do you know what year that was she was emily it looks like 2015 yeah Oh, okay. I feel like that's the... No, 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 no. Lies. I think that's the second season. Oh, okay. True Detective is one of those, like... Season. I've watched some of the first season. Yeah, True Detective is one of those shows where, like, they change actors and locations yeah. every season. Um, I only saw the first season with McConaughey and Harrelson. Yep. What was it? I say... I remember I was looking on here. Oh, Triple Frontier. Um, is that Netflix movie with Affleck, Oscar Isaac, another Star Wars connection, uh, Charlie uh, Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal, another Star Wars connection. Um, and she was she was on there. She had a part on there. Um, that's the only thing I really know her from, and it's just like a bit part. Small. Okay. Part. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I know that at all. But uh, yeah, they they announced that she was going to be a lead, so she's not just a part in the casting Andor series; she's a lead in the casting Andor series. So it makes you wonder if uh, she's going to be some sort of love interest, possibly, or fellow spy, or maybe someone that you know brings him in. Um, oh, I didn't know that that this guy was on there. Oh, I know him. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård uh, from yeah. Um He's also evidently in the series. I don't know if this is confirmed. We're just reading off IMDb, everybody. Um, right. So yeah, he was that. just in um, Chernobyl or whatever that was. Yeah, he's from Bootstrap Bill from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. Mamma Mia, of course. Yep. Yeah, I've never so actually had to sit through all of Mamma Mia. You have had to do that? I have not, no. Oh, my friends. Someday <laughs> you'll probably have to. Um, I'm sure. But yeah, then we got uh, Genevieve O'Reilly coming back to reprise her role as Mon Mothma, which begs the question, we're going to see Jimmy Smith in here, which I would love. I would love to get some more Bail Organa action in the star wars in the star wars universe i mean it would make sense he would bail organa would be in it wouldn't he yeah Yeah. i mean especially if you got 
if you got Mon Mothma, Bail Organa yeah. like right there. He's just kind of like more the undercover guy. Like she was much more outspoken and he was much more like, I'm going to pretend I'm loyal to the emperor. Um, right. And just kind of work under the radar. Maybe we could see a young Leia. Like how, how expansive do you think we should get in these television series? And do you want to see some crossover? Uh, between the series? Yeah, between the series. What I don't want them to do is go Marvel with this. So I don't want a lot of crossover. Um, I would love for them to go Marvel with this television (laughs) series. Yeah. But that's what, and that's what Marvel did with their television series too. Like their television series are basically the movies, but sometimes darker. Uh, Yeah. But like, okay, the movie, but they don't cross over to the movies. No, they don't. I would love to have it like, because already you're having like basically like backwards crossover with like Genevieve O'Reilly. You got Diego Luna coming and reprising his role as Cassie Nandor. You got Ewan McGregor coming reprising his role as Obi Wan Kenobi. So it's already like backwards compatible to the movies. So, yeah. Like, I would love for there to be a some sort of a cameo like of the Mandalorian, uh, some sort of, not like straight up, there's Din Djarin, but maybe like mention of somebody that's like adjacent to him, maybe like uh, Moff Gideon. Maybe we'll get some background on Moff Gideon, um, Giancarlo Esposito's character um, in like casting Andor. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Like I, yeah, I, I want it to all. You know who they really need to have be on uh, the casting Andor series is Dominic Pace, Gecko, a younger Gecko, needs to be making a name for himself. There you um, go. Or just be sipping drinks at a bar again at a cantina. I mean, I would, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for seeing just like a little, little snapshot of of Dom Pace on there. You could totally do that. <laughs> I mean, and they they could throw stuff like that. I just think I don't want these. I already don't necessarily love that the rumors for, I mean, not rumors, but basically for, for Mandalorian season two are going to involve characters from Rebels and stuff. Like, I really liked that Mandalorian was its own thing and didn't have to play into these pre existing. Well, notions and characters well look at rebels itself look at season one of rebels it focuses just on the ghost crew they stay in lethal which is a brand new planet essentially you've got no, the the biggest player you got that comes in in season one is tarkin mm-hmm. and that's and but then at the like and that's at the end of the season he's in like what one or two episodes um at the end of season one and then he brings in vader at the end of season one uh and vader's kind of like the the bad in season two and then so season two you got vader season at the very end of season one you bring in ahsoka then season two they go and find rex i mean it's it looks like it's their formula even resistance is kind of like that um, as you'll see. Okay. Now, see, I've heard resistance is pretty detached. Like, you don't have to, resistance doesn't impact anything in resist, 
then, or excuse me, <laughs> resistance doesn't impact anything in Rebels or Clone Wars. Like, there's like a reference to them. Is no, what I've but, heard. I, but I'm saying um, it's uh, like when resistance starts off. Like, you have a couple of big name characters who kind of like introduce you and like get the story rolling. But then, for the most part, season one is like kind of detached. And then by the time season two rolls around, it starts meshing with some other stuff because it's it's running. Okay, with the in-universe things. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think that is their formula. I just don't want everything. My whole thing is not everything has to be the Skywalker saga. That's kind of my biggest issue that I have with Star Wars now is it's like they can't think, they're great at thinking inside what they've already made, but they're not really good at thinking outside of what they already made well that's why i would love for these television shows to expand like okay uh the mandalorian so far i mean it's it's not really skywalker saga it doesn't have much to do with the skywalker saga um right so like if you have some of these ancillary characters from the mandalorian show up in the casting andor series which rogue one and casting andor in and of itself they're you know they have stuff to do with the Skywalker saga, but it's more like he's a part of something that's major in the timeline of the Skywalker saga. He's not connected to the Skywalkers right? really at all. So, I mean, if you have some, like, man, uh, some things I'd love to see in the casting Andor series, some more um, Saw Gerrera. Uh, I, I would love... Because uh, that would make sense. He's involved with the rebellion, and I mean, yeah. Cassian has like a history. How about uh, oh, what's her name from Solo? Um, the girl, the main girl, the not not Kira, the the Cloud Rider, um, the girl that you think is the bad guy the whole time, and then she actually. Uh, what ends are those up... things called? Oh, I knew man. this. I'm sorry. The, is it with an M? It's with an M, I swear. Uh, I I know her name too. I don't know her character's name at all. I, I should. But know what it. they are, Enfys I mean, they're Nest, like the Enfys Nest, the Marauders, the Cloud Riders. Yeah, I was gonna um, say the Marauders. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Yeah. Yep. Um. So if you've read the solo novel, you know that she takes that all that uh, um, coaxium. And she says, you know, she's going to put it towards the rebellion, blah, blah, you know, towards a rebellion, a rebellion. Okay. Two mm-hmm. tubes is one of, is a cloud rider in solo. And by the time rogue one rolls around, two tubes is one of the guys who captures the, 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 uh, oh, the pilot guy from uh, that's defecting to give the plans or like the message from Galen or so. So, um, okay. Th- so she goes and she gets involved with Enfys Ness gets involved with Saw Gerrera directly after Solo. Um, so, I mean, do they work together? Are they like two different sects? Are they, how much they should be somewhat involved with the rebellion? So it would make sense for Enfys Ness to show up in that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess the Cassian Andor series is one that I'm fine with them throwing whoever they want into that one. It's more Mandalorian that I I don't want too much in. Yeah. Because Cassie Andor, we already know the end of that one. Like yeah, he no does. matter what they do, 
they can never put his life like in danger and make me think he's going to die because yeah. so that's why I already gotta, know the end. That's why they got to put these other characters in that you're going to care about. You know? Yeah. What I'm thinking is that, um, what was the lead girl's character? Uh, What's her name? Cassie just said Andor? it. Yeah. Did they have her name? Or was it, they didn't have her character name. They Not just her, her character name. name. Okay. Yep. The only characters we know, according to IMDb, that are confirmed are Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma, and Alan Tudyk as, is reprising his role as K2SO. Okay, so assuming she plays some kind of romantic interest, what I can see happening is that they're going to introduce a lot of people in this show, and then someone like her could get a spinoff show later. Yeah. What do you it, think about I, what? What do you think about the like the fact of that? Like Diego Luna, Cassian Andor is getting a spinoff. Um, I, like what do you mean? Do you like Kenobi's getting a like Kenobi's getting his own series? Diego Luna, Cassian Andor is getting his own series. I think they're fine um, to a point, but I think there is such a thing as overkill with this, and that's what I worry about: is that we're going to get to a point where there's so much Star Wars that people just don't care that much anymore, or it becomes unapproachable. An example of that for me would be Star Trek. Yeah. Like, Star Trek, if it was just one show that went on and then had movies, I think you'd still hear a lot more about Star Trek and a lot less of this, how nerdy you are. I mean, Star Trek, more than Star Wars, has a strong, like, nerd culture around it. Star Wars is, like, cool geek thing, but Star Trek is, like, just flat out acne filled nerd. Well, because Star Trek is science fiction. Star Trek is very sci-fi. It's about like mm-hmm. technology. It's you know, Star Wars is like high fantasy in space. Yeah, but I th- I think what's going to happen here is that I think you have more lore in Star Wars. I agree. I agree. Um, but I think everyone knows Lord of the Rings, right? But if they decided to go and make a TV series out of every single episode of the Cimmerillion, you're going to eventually lose your audience. Go talk to Amazon, man. Hey, I know. Well, see, but I really don't think they're going to follow the Cimmerillion that well. I think they're going to kind of go off and do their own things. Um, My whole thing with that is like, you're going to lose your audience. If Game of Thrones, you know, they're already doing spinoff shows if they had like six Game of Thrones and Universe shows going at once, you you lost people. Yeah. They get they'll give up on you. But again, here's where I'll push back. Star Wars has kind of been the exception to the rule for the past forty some odd years. Mm-hmm. Like I think it has yeah. its own. It's it's risen to a like. Who else has their own, uh, even Star Trek, like there's Star Trek conventions, sure. But for the most part, it's like a Comic-Con thing or something. You don't have something the size of like Star Wars Celebration for most anything else. Yeah. Star Wars Celebration is getting to the point where it's like, it's it's a little Comic-Con and it's just Star Wars. Yeah. And I I think you can still do that because there'll be so much of Star Wars. 
what I think is that Star Wars for 35 of its years has been very approachable to anyone can get into it and know all of it. You know, you didn't know the, you didn't know the droids and Ewoks cartoon show. That's fine. Neither does 98% of the fan base. They've never seen an episode of the show from the eighties. Um, that didn't matter. That wasn't even canon. Oh, you didn't read Shadows of the Empire? That's fine. Neither did 95% of the fan base. You're right. fine. It was very commercial and approachable. So what they have to do is find a way, like, I mean, with all this stuff, with Cassie and Andor, I'm sure it'll be there. It'll, it, it, you know, it'll be great to watch. I think it'll have a lot of Easter eggs. But just like, the, just like we were talking about with the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, even if people have no idea what the world between worlds is, they can use that as a plot device in the holiday special and they can introduce it as quickly as they did in rebels. It's not like Mm -hmm. rebels. It's not like it took a season of rebels for them to introduce world between worlds, use it and be done with it. It was like two or three episodes and it could have been, and it could have been done in much less time than that. You know, it was, it's like a couple of moments that it's pretty self-explanatory once you're in it, what it is. So, and I think that's what it can be like for most of these shows. It's there. It's just like Heir to the Empire, Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn, you know, uh, trilogy. It's just like Shadows Mm -hmm. of the Empire. It's just like uh, the Ewoks. It's there if you want it. And it doesn't make it. So I think most of this is going to be like that. Like Cassie Nandor cool if you really like rogue one and you dug casting Andor, here's the series for you if you watch it and you and you like you know maybe you've seen the original movies you've seen solo whatever there's going to be some easter eggs in here for you and you're going to like it um but if not you know whatever you can probably still watch it and enjoy it yeah i think that's good i just what i fear is with the crossover stuff is that's when you're going to lose people if you start to make it all crossover too much. Uh, this happened with the Marvel TV universe, which no longer exists as a result when they had Daredevil yeah. and Jessica. And I think a lot of that was the Netflix to Disney plus kind of. Uh, yeah. I think that that cancellation did a lot of it, but they still, I mean, neither of them chose to continue those shows. So I have a feeling that what it was bringing in wasn't yeah. enough. But at the same um, time, they, they kind of watered themselves down to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, they had all exist and then have that one show where they were all together. Right. Yeah. And that's what guardians or something or other. Yeah. And that's what I don't, I want, you can watch clone wars and rebels and you should watch both of those to be fair and have an awesome time, but you can also just watch the Mandalorian and still completely understand it all and it doesn't impact your view of Star Wars or your understanding of the universe and movies. Right. That's what I worry about. And so that's why when like, oh, we're crossing over Rebels with Mandalorian, I go, I bet one out of 25 people that have watched Mandalorian have watched a episode of Rebels. Like even know, I bet half of them don't even know Rebels exists because it's a cartoon. How much, how much, okay. So with rebels like i don't know how much really crossover there will be with rebels much more like really with clone wars but mm. okay so the rumor is that tamira morrison is like reprising his role 
uh, are coming back to play Boba Fett and maybe Captain Rex. Um, you don't even, I mean, if you know who Captain Rex is, that's awesome. Like, I would, honestly, I'd rather see Tamira Morrison come back and play Captain Rex at this point than Boba Fett. Um, I agree. So I think that would be, you know, but hey, I think it'd be great for him to come back and play both and for them to interact. But um, just like my point with the world between worlds, that takes like a minute or two of a couple of lines to explain like, oh yeah, he's a, he was a clone from the Clone Wars. Right there, it doesn't matter if you know Captain Rex is or isn't. You know this was a clone from the Clone Wars. Um, and maybe they explain about the chip and like, oh yeah, they had, ch- you know, oh, why did you betray the Jedi or blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, we didn't want to betray the Jedi. It was, it was like built into us where we didn't have a choice, but some of us found it out. I mean, you got like five seconds of explanation and ins- and anybody who doesn't, isn't familiar with Rex, isn't familiar with all of Clone Wars is going to relate to this guy was, he was, uh, basically designed to do a purpose and then he was discarded and then you can just build off of them from there yeah you can do it i i just want them to do it where it works for so i trust filoni if there's one person in this world that i trust it's dave filoni (laughs) so yes it is i'm so i'm fairly certain that he can do it and do it right but i do just get nervous that it's going to reach that point where it went from geek to nerd but i think that's always an option in star wars yeah i think it's just that's true it's always an option i mean ever since because the very fact that star wars has reached the level where it has its own conventions and stuff uh, and how how fast and how big it blew up, like you you almost have to have that geek to nerd base, yeah. Keep, you know, just to spread the word and keep interest up. Yeah, because if there wasn't that geek to nerd base, I mean, Star Wars probably would have fizzled out. Like they were when they put out the uh, Thrawn trilogy, they were like, let's see if there's an interest, still any kind of interest in Star Wars. And there was because there was that nerd base. Um, yeah. Yeah, th- this is all true. I-, I guess I want my biggest thing is, well, I-, I want it to still be approachable. And I want the, this is what I think hurts Star Trek, is that I want the fans to still seem approachable and right. not like, oh, you didn't watch you didn't get all these references in this episode. What a right. moron. Yeah. Because that's what I think hurts Star Trek more than anything is like, you know, there are eight TV series yeah. and they do all have connections in them. There are winks and nods and direct connections and things that occur and kids from this show. But that then at a point makes it hard to get into it because you feel like it's such a dolting task in front of you to watch all of this and understand it all. Nine movies is one thing. 700 TV episodes is is a completely different game. And I don't want it to to seem like that's what Star Wars becomes, is Star Trek, where to be a real fan, 
you need to have watched every single episode of everything to get these references or else, you know, you won't understand what's really important in the universe. What? You didn't watch the Kylo Ren series on Disney plus. Hey, I'd be all for that. Yes. A new rumor suggests that Lucasfilm isn't done with Ben Solo yet as a Kylo Ren movie or TV show may be on the table. This news comes from, I know it comes from Corey Van Dyke. Uh, at Corey Wolfpack, who uh, he is on the First Order Transmissions uh, podcast, I think, with Noah Outlaw, part of the MakingStarWars.net uh, podcast network. I say maybe because I know Corey has changed the name of his podcast, like, I kid you not, like five or six times. So okay. I cannot keep up with what he uh, has named his podcast. But point is he's got kids got connections like he's he's connected with making star wars and he's got a good gut like i remember listening to him on making star wars and stuff for years he's like clone wars is coming back i just know it clone wars is coming back they're gonna come back and everybody's like okay Corey, you know you really love clone wars we all know clone wars is like your favorite star wars but it's not gonna come back he's like no i know this is gonna come back um what happened Clone War saved. It came back. And then afterwards, he's like, you know what? They're going to do a spinoff. They're going to do a spinoff, you know? And what happened? Now we got Bad Batch coming. So Corey was right. Like, he, he's good at calling things. And he's saying, we've heard Ben Solo is a character Lucasfilm wants to further develop. We don't know if this is a series or a movie, but it's definitely being worked on. We also don't know if this is a TF a pre-TFA or post The Rise of Skywalker, but if I were to guess, I'd say it's pre The Force Awakens. Again, It'd be this TFA. is early development. It'd have to be, right? I'm pretty sure they've said basically they're not going to do a po- well, they won't do a Skywalker thing post. Right. And that would be Skywalker. Yeah. So, I like, what do you think this is? You think we're getting another animated series? Clone Wars kind of style? Oh, I'd rather not. I'd rather have it be a live action, but I really don't see them getting Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I don't think that would happen. Well, then you'd almost need Mark Hamill, too. Yeah. Now, so there's already been the comic that they came up with, The Knights of Ren. There's a four part series. Yeah, The Rise of Kyle Ren. That was all about this. Um, plus we had a one-off with Snoke. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we've already got quite a bit of early Kylo. Um, I think before a TV series came out, I'd really like to see a book Yeah. on Kylo and then we can base it off of the book, but usually a good way to test the waters with something like this is a I mean, as far as Star Wars goes, has always been to do a book. Yeah. Um, but then they, they never repeat things. You know what I mean? I think actually it would probably yeah. be a good strategy for them to go and start taking some of these books that are really highly regarded and make them into like uh, little animated movies or whatever. Kind of like what uh, DC does. Um, yeah, they're, they have a ton of one-off movies. I mean, some of them got fantastic Disney plus like if you were to go take like lost stars or something like that, like something that's like a huge fan favorite 
and make you know make a movie version. Doctor Afra or whatever. Her yeah, name Doctor. Is. You you say Afra? Is that it? AP. Do- Afra, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So she just had that audio drama come out, which is basically like a retelling yes. of her storyline through like uh, the Star Wars um, mainline uh, new Marvel run and like Darth Vader series and stuff. That was that was pretty good, actually. And it had some other insights of hers and stuff. So that's like the one exception where they've kind of like doubled down on something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I would like... It. Yeah, I would like to see the animated movies or something come out of this. Just anything like that would be good. And you could totally do one-offs at this point. And I think if you did a bunch of one-offs, that's honestly, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's where you should call them a Star Wars story. Just start mini series called that. And then just make a bunch of these things, throw it in that. Well, did you ever watch any of the Star Wars Forces of Destiny, the shorts from YouTube? Um, yes. Yeah, and they put them together into like four episodes, and they basically, I think yeah, they they're on, on ABC for a minute there for like one time or something like that. They're on Disney Plus, aren't they? Yes, they are. And they're all, they're all female-based. For the most part. There's a, Luke, okay. there's a Luke one on Dagobah with Yoda. Um that's all that's springing to mind. That's really male centric. Okay, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of if I'm. He thinking. had like a Soka episode. Yeah, Force of the Destiny. Other lightsaber, and uh, you had yeah. like an episode with Kira and IG88. I believe was in that one. You had. Yep. Yeah, so I watched the first, episodes. the first two, like when they did them as full episodes. I've watched the first two. They're all worth it, man, and they're okay. all canon. They're all they're all supposed to be canon, but from I was listening to a podcast with one of the writers for Forces of Destiny, and they're literally they're they're canon stories, but they're told through the narration of Maz Kanata. So it's her recounting these stories okay. from her point of view. Yep. Uh I love I've loved seeing Maz Kanata in um the freemaker adventures she shows up in the afra um audio drama okay okay see i've read some of the afra comics i haven't like i'm not up to date with them or anything yeah i haven't even actually read any of the afra comics but i would suggest i mean if you like the character of afra listen to the audio drama it's only like five hours it's a full cast um it's all from afra's point of view you get inside her head a lot and it's pretty it's 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 interesting it's a good it's a good story um i mean but i know you really don't like diving into characters and backgrounds and really getting to know ancillary characters much but um yeah i think i think it depends on if the character is interesting and if i feel that they need to exist well we want to start doing uh making it a regular part of the show um Per uh, our co-host Josh Timkew's request, uh, character spotlights, and uh, so so I think it's it's that time in the episode for us to throw out our uh, character spotlight for this week. And uh, oh, yes, I think uh, I think you had the perfect guy in mind, right, Chad? Yes, this is this is my favorite character now in all canon of Star Wars, in all of it. 
and uh who is that this is this is woo her woo her is the uh the bartender from um a new hope he is most likely known to you uh you know, people that don't think much of this stuff. He's just the guy who said, hey, we don't serve their kind here to C-3PO. But man, let me tell you about Wooher, because uh, if you're judging him based on that, I don't know what kind of person you are. <laughs> Wooher, man. Let me read you one of his most famous quotes, which was, if you have a drink in your hand, you don't need me for nothing. <laughs> now, right there, you know, Wooher's a pretty, he, he's a sharp guy. He's pretty smart. Uh, so, so, you know, he, he worked at, um, as this bartender in Tatooine, it's uh Chalman's spaceport cantina. Now, most likely, and I, I haven't studied this enough, even, um, most likely because it says Chalman's spaceport cantina. He was just a bartender there. He didn't actually own the place. Yeah, so for all you guys is a Wookiee actually. Oh, so there you go. So for all you guys that were thinking, oh, wow, this owner bartender is a real dick. Wow. Uh, surface level much no guys there's some depth here to his story and we're going into it so I'm, I'm reading this direct and this is this is gonna hurt you as much as it hurt me guys emotionally um having lost his parents to battle droids during the clone wars he, he strongly disliked droids and installed a droid detector in the cantina to keep them out so even though Just, he didn't own the place he's putting yeah. in droid detectors Correct. So he must be pretty high up. He's at, he's at least he's at least a manager. He's like assistant manager. Yeah. Well, what I heard is that these were a chain. So okay. Chalman, he owned multiple spaceport cantinas. It was like the McDonald's of spaceports. Okay. Every, every you know when you get you get, you arrive at an airport and there's like, you know, Jersey Mike's or whatever subs. It's like a like, verdicts or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what Chalman was. He had these everywhere. They were nothing to him. Okay. So he so we can assume Warher ran this one and he, he put that up himself. Um, so anyway, he ordered that the droids would have to wait outside because he didn't serve their kind. Now here's the th- the thing. The funny thing is, you know, when I first saw star Wars, I thought, Oh wow. Warher doesn't serve their kind. Wow. They're actually trying to make a good political statement. Wow. They're actually making political commentary. No guys, star Wars does not exist for your selfish politics and your liberal ways. Star Wars exists to make excessive backstories of characters, depressing things that are, that change the entire story. Um, so that's that's what Wu Her exists for, and uh, so he orders them to wait outside because he doesn't serve their kind. And you know, it, it it even could have been excused. Oh, he doesn't serve their kind because I mean, they're droids; they don't drink. They're just going to take up space. They neither eat nor drink. Why would you let them in a bar? Nope, nope. Sad backstory. Gotta have that. Anyway, um, after all this, did you know that Boba Fett came to the cantina to visit them? And he asks the identity and name of Luke Skywalker. He tortures an alien right at the bar, and then Wooper tells him that they don't know the identity or name of the boy he was looking for. Yeah. But, um, you know, and it's so funny because only a year ago, all I knew of Wooper was, hey, we don't serve their kind here. Your droids, they'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. And I thought Lucas was being smart and like making a social commentary, but no, no. Lucas meant so much more <laughs> about Wooher. Maybe Lucas didn't, but he just wasn't aware of the full story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Wukas, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let, me, let me go on more about Wuher here. Sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep going. Wuher was an orphan. Um, he worked his way off tattooing streets by studying various species' biochemistries. He studied bio- biochemistries. Then you know what? He became a fucking bartender. So he obviously didn't do that hard of studying. All right? He knew what they'd like to drink. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was probably great at that. That's all he studied. He, he, he can't have been the smartest guy. You work at a chain, a chain bar. Um, I know. I worked at McDonald's for several years. Okay. See, there you go. Uh, the man at the upper management and Mc. Yeah, I see what you're saying. All right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you were, let's say, 45 years old and still worked there, <laughs> and and you had that, you've worked at a fast food place for so long that you have the power to say we don't serve their kind here. Yeah, nothing something, against something. any listeners that have worked at McDonald's for a really long time. Yeah, um, no, nothing against you. Upper management there, unless unless you're discriminating against. Uh, certain types of people coming in and out of mcdonald's yeah so that's where we draw the line yeah now wooher he he uh he disliked the concept of slavery feeling that nobody should have to be a slave but he believed in being prejudiced so i mean you know weird and against toasters yeah yeah uh, um he himself could have had an easier time in his work at Chalman's Cantina by purchasing slaves, but he decided against it. So obviously that means that Chalman's Cantina, that brand, they support slavery. Like you, they give you that option. Huh. Well, they are on Tatooine. So, I mean, we know slavery's a definitely thing a thing. There. Uh, he disliked bounty hunters, but he could not refuse their patronage for fear of what it would do to his reputation. He didn't give a shit about droids, but bounty hunters, I mean, and I get that. Yeah, and again, uh, his abiding dislike of droids comes from the death of his parents. Um, he had great respect, however, for Jedi who saved him from an entire battalion of droids. And this is the most important detail of all. His nightly ritual was to go home and drink a glass of blue milk to settle his stomach. See, there you go. Wow, you know, it's, I I want to know what Jedi saved. Uh saved him oh now if they're with the way do, things are going we'll find gonna, out if they're gonna in do a TV some more episodes of clone wars <laughs> i go back let's get a season eight of clone wars they've already done clone wars all out of order this should be in clone wars i want to see a yeah. young wooher get saved by like oh man if you had to choose a jedi who would it be to save wooher's family Oh, I think it'd definitely or be Obi-Wan. Save Wooher. Save Wooher. Th- Not his family. His family's dead. No. But save I think, it, I think it should be Obi-Wan. So that way, you know, later we can add even more to his mythology and be like, he recognized Obi-Wan when he entered the bar right away in A New Hope. But he didn't say anything because Obi-Wan told him at the end of Clone Wars episode Ooh, 117 like season eight. Don't I say like anything it. if you see me again, you know? I like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, Wu Her, uh, his character name was originally in the Moss Isley adventure set, Sidu Partu. And I like that a lot better because to me, that sounds like he just got pissed off that his mom named him after a droid. And then he's like, I hate him. <laughs> or his, his daddy was a droid, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be a great twist. Daddy yeah. left him. And then what happened was uh, 
He his went, dad came home drunk on oil every night. No, his his yeah for a while, and then his daddy left him, and he left him with the name Sidu Partu, and <laughs> he went uh, he went looking for his daddy, and one day he walked into Chelman's Cantina, and there at a table dealing uh, sabak was uh, his daddy that was a droid, and um, you know so he uh, he he fought him, and he they crashed to the wall and into the street, and they were kicking and a gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer and. Uh, you know, he, I'm feeling uh, he finally, he finally, uh, you know, just killed his dad. He de- deactivated him. Um, and, uh, he didn't gain any respect for him. Instead, he, uh, yeah. changed his name to, uh, he said <clears throat> he got kicked in the face and he, he tried to say woohoo, but he said, Whoa! and <laughs> then everybody, <laughs> everybody from then on, he just late was labeled woo her. Um, and uh, then he just took up residence there. And see, I think, I think this is the kind of stuff that we can sprinkle into several Star Wars television series. Oh, definitely. I, um, so if you want to watch something really enjoyable, and he's my favorite Star Wars guy by a long shot, uh, YouTuber Hello Greedo. <laughs> he made a video like a couple of years ago when they were announcing all the potential Star Wars story movies called Woo Her a Star Wars Story. It is probably my favorite um, of his videos just because of how ridiculous this is. <laughs> I said this to I said this um, to Tim Q last time he was up. I said, you know what I'm going to say to everyone who tells me all of these uh, expanded Star Wars universe things that doesn't matter. I'm going to tell them that it's really cute. <laughs> because that's what I think it is. It's really cute. Oh, someone saw him and thought he needs a story. That's really cute. Yeah, that's what that. That's what a, a mom would say. I mean, if if you had a little kid who loved um, whatever that rescue puppy things is, Paw, Paw Patrol. If you had someone who loved Paw Patrol so much that they're like. Oh man, remember when they saved that one character in this episode? Here's an entire chapter book about that character and they wrote it once, and drew it out. There is no difference though. here. There is yes, no difference. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Because <laughs> no, of that geek to nerd crossover. Because of like I said before, Star Wars is different. Star Wars has always been different. Since its inception, people have been interested in why Wu Her didn't like droids like no <laughs> no that, they haven't not that specifically but they've been interested in i mean that's why we named all the patrons in the cantina that's why wooher got a name he wasn't just bartender at the cantina because people were like i want to know want to know more about him that's why uh, no. the space monkey and rogue one who's just firing the turret off the u-wing got a name and a species and a backstory and other movies you don't know you don't care who's the random cadet uh, who's the red shirt on star trek they don't care because they're gonna die right but if it was in star wars you'd want to know why that guy was wearing a red shirt and i know and and how he got there and why he died and what he was thinking when he was dying and yeah yeah, and I and you know what I think about that all all that 
I think that's really cute. I think it's just so cute <laughs> that, that people, that people are, get so in love with something that they need to know everything. That's really, that's, that's adorable. That's cute. Look, look at all these appearances for just for Wooher. The Sand Will Provide, Star Wars comic number 37. Bounty Hunt. Uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. That was his first appearance. A New Hope, The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy, which is the junior novelization. Um, or a, I guess, young adult novelization. Star Wars, A New Hope, junior novelization. Okay. Star Wars Heroes Path. Uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy graphic novel. And then here's where you get some of this information that we just talked about. From a certain point of view, he is yep. in... One, two, three, four, five, six stories. The Luckless Rodian, Not for Nothing, We Don't Serve Their Kind Here. You Owe Me a Ride, Secrets of a Long Snoot, Born in the Storm. Um, and then Star Wars number five, once again. Tales from Wild Space, The High Star Wars Adventures number 21. He's in a flashback. That's, that's a lot of appearances. That's just his canon appearances. That's crazy. That's literally crazy, like mental institution crazy. So you you chose a good one. You chose a good one. <laughs> I did. To oh, believe me. Our, uh, to bring back our first uh, character spotlight. Man, whenever I hear woo her now, I just think shake my head a little. You think boy named Sue. <laughs> woo her. What a what a great character i'm glad that we and you know the funny thing about this is that people became so obsessed and started making that they had to know all this stuff they had to know every single detail and that's fine and lucasfilm was just able to take these stories that were hardly even theirs that people had made up and just make it they hired someone to take care of this stuff well and to accept what's canon and what's not you know George Lucas doesn't know his name is Wooher. No. He has no idea. George Lucas doesn't know, yeah, most of the any ancillary stuff in Star Wars. But there you said we know everything about Wooher and we don't. And I if anybody on the story group's listening, if anybody out there is listening, listen, we need more Wooher information. Um there is a uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, for Empire Strikes Back that's going to be coming out this year. I'm okay. really hoping we get some more Wooher in there because by 9 ABY, nine years later, after the fall of the Empire, the no-droid okay. policy was abolished at Chalman's Cantina and Mos Eisley. Oh, shit. We see that in the Was Wooher alive? We see that in the oh, Mandalorian because yeah. he goes there and he, fi- okay, so, and he finds that that cocky bounty hunter kid toro um, yeah but wooher wasn't there then was he no multiple supervisor droids served as the new bartenders when the bounty hunter known as the mandalorian visited the cantina looking for work well shit you know you know why that is right 99 stated the bounty hunters guild no longer operated from tatooine but yeah no i don't i want to know what happened to wooher did his daddy well, come back no 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 see wooher got fired because just like McDonald's will in 20 years, robots could do his job for him. And it's part of a chain restaurant, right? We said this is a chain of bars. It's already so, happened. You can go in and you don't even need a cashier anymore. Right, exactly. So he was just like, yeah, you know what? We're, uh, 
we're letting you go. Robots are going to do your job. So he ended up losing his job to those droids that he spent all his life hating. So and now happened? he has to go get a drink from the things that he hates at the place he was let go. No, I don't think so. He's got too much pride to do that. You think uh, so? I Even think at his old age, though? Yeah, I think so. So I My question is, like, did Woofer ever get married? Have kids? Yeah, we need See? You say we know too much about Woofer. There's yeah. so many questions. His little, you know, Woohoo is his son. Uh. Yeah, woohoo! And then his second—that was that was during the uh, good times when he was running the cantina with the droid detectors. Uh, his second son was born um, uh, by uh, right around nine ABY, and he was named Boohoo. Because um, <laughs> things were not so good at this. Point. That's great. That's uh, a good one. Yes, that is that is absolutely the appropriate name there. <laughs> No, but uh, this this is what I love about Star Wars. This is what Chad hates about Star Wars, and that's what makes an interesting dynamic. Um, Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I just, I don't get it. Like, all of the, because look, none of these backstory things are bad. I have no problem with it. I just wish that you could take that and put it towards your own original thing. Yeah, it just it makes sense though, right? If you look at the context of what the prequels became, because when George made A New Hope, the Clone Wars was not droids versus clones. It was not no. a galaxy, you know, oppressed by droid overseers. But that's you know for for you know great parts of the galaxy and uh, that were under the separatist regime. That's what it was. They were oppressed by droids. So you kind of look to like, uh, you know, would John, does John Connor have a prejudice towards droids? Yeah. Or yeah, towards sure. you know, robots? Sure, he does. So Woo Her is basically John Connor. Wow. Wow. So Shit, I never need, thought about that. We need a Woo Her standalone movie or TV series starring Christian Bale as young Woo Her. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Christian Bale looks like he would have been a young version of Wooer there in that picture. Hey, you know, Christian Bale, he's like a method at, you know, he goes all out. He, you know, he loses, he might go get some facial reconstruction. Um, I think that might be a nose, a nose piece too. I think. Oh, that, I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure that's a fake nose. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who played him? Ted Burnett, I think, was the name of the guy that played Woo Her. Yes. He's also got a, a Mo Three Stooges haircut going on too, which is nice. Yeah, I think that's his real hair, though. Oh yeah, the seventies. Um, but yeah, that's what we need. I mean, or maybe even Tom Cruise. I could see Tom Cruise. Oh, definitely. Tom Cruise, he'll wear that same suit he wore in Tropic Thunder. Yep, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, that'll be him. That's it. Oh, so yeah, let us know if there's anything else you guys know about Woo Her or anything else you want to know about Woo Her. Um, yeah, because we can write that backstory and I guarantee Wikipedia will accept it as canon. Oh, you just got to put it in a short story. 
Make it in a fan film, even. We had a we had we had a pretty news heavy, actually, uh, quite a bit of news that we talked about this week. Um, so I think we'll skip. We we, we want to start doing regular segments as well, like the uh, character spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to our next character spotlight. Um, I I don't think you're going to get quite as excited about anybody. No, like you got to get excited about Wu Her. Wu Her is is the knight in shining armor of this stuff. Really, the Wu Her makes the series. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll skip our uh, hypothetical this week, um, because okay. I, I've got a couple of good hypotheticals, but I I, I really want to get uh, just a, a hive mind of. Uh, people's thoughts on where they go, where they go from, you know, where, where to go from uh, these hypotheticals. Um, so with, with that in mind, Chad, I will begin now wrapping us up. You want to tell right. good people uh, where they can find you, where they can follow you and like you and listen to you and uh, send all their other woo her fan fiction to. Yeah, guys, please. Um, so Instagram, I'm at Chad M Campbell. Pretty sure that's it, like, is one thing. I don't exactly know how to call Instagram out. Um, on Facebook, I'm Chad Michael Campbell. You can look me up on there. Send me a message, though, and let me know why you're adding me if you're adding me, because otherwise I'll be like, who's this weird person? I don't want to add them. Um, and, yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking, uh, can't they watch some of your uh, work on Amazon now? Oh, yes. So on Amazon, um, free if you're a Prime member, cheap if you're not. Um, two of my documentaries are on there. Remember the Alamo, which was about a movie theater closing, and then Duel of the Skates, which was about the world record a- attempt by in Kalamazoo for world's largest lightsaber battle. And yeah, yeah. I was, and that's, uh, yeah, that's got some of us in it. I was present. I was present for that. So uh, uh, yeah. also uh, Count Dookie um is in a couple is in a little bit of that uh you guys know him from the podcast and uh yeah so um pretty pretty interesting check that out duel of the skates on amazon um great work chad does great work um and of course i am josh roach you can uh you can follow me at talking sith pod uh follow all of us at talking sith pod across all social media platforms um and uh, let us let us know um, what your thoughts are on Wu Her, what your thoughts are on any other ancillary characters. If there's any Star Wars characters you'd like to have featured in a Star Wars character spotlight here on Talking Sith, let us know. Um, also, uh, any hypotheticals that you have, anything that you think would uh, make great ripples or small uh, significant ripples in the Star Wars timeline, Skywalker saga related or not. Um, send that in and uh, yeah may that force be with you guys always thanks guys good (laughs) everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of talking Sith we are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way Star Wars is their property we just like to talk about it